0: We are back with another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver, and we are here to bring you more knowledge, more light, and more love. Our guest today is a musician from one of my favorite bands. They make the most incredible music. It's just mind-blowing. It's reggae. It's cosmic reggae. It's conscious messages. It's so much. We have Evan Burton from Indubious here today. I'm super excited, a.k.a. Evton B. He's here, and we're going to talk to him in just a second. But first, I need you to do something for me. Go to bluecobracbd.com. That is bluecobracbd.com. And there you will find blue cobra CBD oil, the highest quality CBD oil on the planet Earth. And why is that? I'll tell you again if you haven't heard the extraction method. How The CBD is extracted from the hemp is a proprietary method known as the HIT extraction method. This was developed by a man named Howard HIT, a.k.a. Big H, and it uses no chemicals, no solvents, no gases, nothing unnatural is used in this process. It's 100% organic, and it uses 100% Oregon-grown organic hemp. So, no one else could possibly make this product. There really is nothing like this. It's a magical product. This CBD oil captures the essence, the spirit of the CBD. And there really is, in the ocean of CBD products, no other product that can possibly be like this because of the HIT extraction method. There are three styles the maximum strength, King Cobra. Regular Strength, Little King Cobra, and Wild Thing CBD for Pets. The highest quality medicine for our beloved pets. And we have a discount code. It is BIG-H, B-I-G, and the letter H. You use that on checkout, put it in the discount code box, and you will receive free shipping on any order in the Continental 48 United States international listeners, check your local laws, make sure this is legal for you to get this. And if it is, get it. It will absolutely affect you in incredible ways. I take it as often as possible. I put it in a shake in the morning, my breakfast shake, and it helps me be my best self. It's helped me with other health ailments and it's helped dozens of of people with significant issues. Significant health issues, that is. So check this out. Go to BlueCobraCBD.com. Get a bottle. Come back. Report to me. Send me an email. Let me know how it is because there is that money back guarantee. If you don't like it for some reason, and again, no one is ever taken advantage of this. But for some reason, if you don't like it, you get your money back. You get to keep the product. If you had to pay shipping and you didn't use the discount code for some reason, you get that money back as well. There's nothing to lose here. There's only high quality medicine to gain. It really affects you on a very core, deep level. So check it out, people. CBD.com. That is bluecobracbd.com. And when you're done with that, follow me on Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth. That is the address. You can go there. You can follow us. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you go to get your podcast. Click that button that connects us so you know when we have these incredible guests, you know, when they're here, you get the notification. And most importantly, tell a friend, tell someone that you know, that loves these type of podcasts that would be interested in hearing this story, the story of Indubious, and so much more, you know, them well, tell them, bring them here, midnight All right. So we got. The social media shout-out out of the way. And now we're gonna read essentially the bio of Indubious, the band that Evan is in. So here we go. The story of Indubious is not for the faint of heart. Like a Phoenix rising from the ashes, Indubious was forged in the fires of pain and destruction. As they're known in their band, Evton and Skip. Brothers and bandmates born with cystic fibrosis and convinced by doctors of their impending death from an early age have emerged as a powerful force for change in the future of conscious music. Their only choice has always been mind over matter, and time has proven that their unbending positive outlook, combined with an inspiring message of love and hope, has not only helped them overcome personal hardship, but catapulted their music onto the world stage with an unstoppable momentum. Currently based in Oregon, Indubious has released several albums over the past few years, including Wake the Lion, which was produced by EDM dub reggae pioneer Gaudi. The album Belief, which was released in summer of 2019 debuted at number one, on the Billboard reggae chart and number two on the iTunes reggae chart. Previous to that from zero released Seven Seventeen Seventeen, features legendary guest artists, including dance hall icon Sizzla Vaughn Benjamin, the late Vaughn Benjamin, formerly of midnight and Aki Becca. And now wherever he is watching us and all songs were written, produced, and engineered by Indubious and released on their own label, Righteous Sound Productions. And recently, they released the Bridge in 2021 and the Bridge Remix album in 2022 that came out just recently. Armed with impressive instrumental skill, powerful harmonies, and an electrifying stage presence, Indubious is destined to change the face of music. They have developed a steadily rising reputation as ambassadors of the West Coast reggae movement, leaving audiences stunned and amazed while shattering any preconceived notions of genre and style. They recruit fans from all walks of life affectionately called Indubians. I'm an Indubian. The band and their legion of fans have adopted the motto live indubiously. Which means living without doubt or fear and with faith in the fact that we are all here for a reason. Our gift is music, says Indubious, and our mission is to reconnect the people of the world with rightful living. We wish to speak the truth in an effort to inspire others to do the same, to raise the positive vibrations of our planet, and to help others express. The True Loving Nature Within Us All.
1: Wow! What an
0: incredible bio. Evan, hello, how are you?
1: I'm great. That was that was inspiring to listen to, man. Your your delivery added a lot to it.
0: Well, it was great. it's not very hard when the content is amazing. I mean, what you've done since day one has been an incredible service. The music of Induvius is some of my favorite music because I love reggae music, and it's a very unique type of reggae music that seems to incorporate, like we said in the bio, other genres. And it just really hits you. It hits you hard and it really heals you It because you feel that greater feeling through the music. I could go on and on, but uh, <laughs> tell me though, how did all this start? So you wanted to start a band, like what attracted you to music? Was it both you and your brother or was it just you?
1: It was me and my brother. My brother and I, from a very young age, were just naturally musically inclined. Um, Music was, for me, from very young, it it was what allowed me to feel magic for the first time. There was something about music that elevated me out of uh, my physical humanity and brought me into a spiritual place. So this is from me being a little kid, you know? so what
0: type of music are we talking about? Is this just the music that was around you? Like the music your yeah, parents sure. listened to? Um,
1: you know, my mom loved the Beatles. So I love the Beatles oh, growing yeah, up. Of course. Um, definitely some powerful messages. And and they're, you know, extremely connected to whatever it was they're channeling those songs from. And, um, you know, my dad loved Bob Marley. So those are really my two primary influences. <laughs> Thanks, up. dad. You know, and, and, I, think, and I think that... Um, thinking of it from a physical perspective, it's like, okay. um, My reality was that which these things were around me and that was what kind of brought me into it. I think that's almost a limiting perspective because I feel that everything in my life was perfectly aligned for the path that I'm on and that I signed up for it beforehand. Um, from whatever, it, wherever it is that we come from before this, I knew that I was coming here to, uh, fulfill a specific mission from a very young age. I remember being, uh, maybe three years old and being in my backyard and sitting there and my, you know, my mom would always tell me, um, uh, you can do anything you want. If you put your mind to it, you could literally do anything you want. I remember being in, sitting in the backyard and praying for a piano to fall out of the sky. I'd sit there for hours and, and just th- and pray for a piano to fall out of the sky. This is before I knew I was going to be in a band. This is before I knew I was going to play the keyboards. So it's a little bit kind of an odd thought to have, right? <laughs> I, I remember also, this is the same day. I remember also walking around the house and like having this download that my name was going to be in history books. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I'm three years old, bro. <laughs> And I remember, I have a phenomenal memory from when I was young. I remember walking around and having that feeling and not knowing how or why, um, you know, as, as I have grown, you know, you, 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 read the, the bio, I've had a lot of crazy, I've had a crazy life. Um, and, you know, my, my feeling has always been that, that I'm going to make my mark with music. That sort that's, that has started to shift for me, oddly enough not that I'm not going to make my mark with music, but that music is an aspect of what I do. And what has been coming in to form for me is me relinquishing my attachment to what I am and my preconceived notions of what I am, which really are limitations. They are boxes we put ourselves in, and that's expanding and opening me up to the reality of what I am to become. And like you said in, uh, in that bio, I forget what part it was, but what we, our intention is to heal through music and our, and int- our, the way in which we heal is expanding. Um, you know, my brother's doing his healing retreats with Aboga Medicine. Um, I'm doing life coaching and we also run our own podcast, the Living in Dubiously podcast. And who knows what more, but sorry, that was a long tangent. No, no, no,
0: it's fine. But what, <laughs> what I'm hearing you say is that you have this gift. You You knew that you were going to be a musician, but there's another layer. There and is. the other layer is saying you also have this life path And it may be different from what you originally thought, but now you're awakening to it and you can incorporate it and also be that as well. And not just say you're an incredible musician, which you are, um, but you're also whatever God wants you to be. And wherever you go, that's seemingly your path. And it's just opening up and there's just more. And not that you're saying one is even better than the other. You're just saying there's a new layer coming for you. That's what I'm hearing.
1: Is that right? It, it is um, I don't, you know, I don't pretend to know exactly what it is that is happening on the earth right now, but I do think that anyone that's listening to this can resonate with the fact that things feel like they're changing fast. I believe that the collective vibration of the earth earth is shifting and what that looks like to a lot of people is complete, and utter mayhem, right? All the stuff that we're going through with COVID and the um, kind of racial tensions and gas prices and, you know, uh, political separation. And, um, you know, I think we can all kind of feel that, but in my perspective and what I've been um, told and taught and receive from the universe is that this is a symptom of growth and healing. It's um, you know, one of my teachers, Von Von Benjamin would, would um, he, he taught me this, he would play a note on the guitar and then you'd play another note right next to it. That was a little bit out of tune. And so that creates a whoa, 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 whoa. Anyone who's a musician know, like when it's dissonant, it's called dissonant it's close, but it's, but it's not all the way there. So it creates a wobble and awkwardness. And that's what's happening now because we're shifting an octave collectively. There is an awkward wobble to our reality to put it (laughs) simply.
0: Yes. It's pretty obvious. We have talked about this with dozens of guests on our podcast because we're all sensitive to this. If if you have any sensitivity to energy, I think everyone does, but a lot of people have their sensitivities muted. But if Mm -hmm. you've unmuted yourself and you've, been able to tap into your energy sensitivity, you feel that shift. And like you said, there is this quickening that's happened, this this speeding up of the change as we get into that new octave. And we talk about this a lot, honestly, on our podcast, because we are moving towards a better world, a new earth, a place where we are all together united, but it's different from what we're experiencing now. So in order to experience that new earth, we have to change our frequency, change our vibration. Yeah. And maybe that's what we're feeling, that dissonance, that wobble that you're talking about is that frequency shift.
1: Yeah. And, and to be clear, I don't see it as an awkwardness or a wobble. I see it as uh, as beauty. Yeah. You know, um, like you said, it, it's, it's a shift in our vibration that allows us to see it. I believe the new earth is now. It's the now earth and the key to it the The key to the gates of heaven, so to speak, is our perspective and our ability to relinquish our uh, our our tendency as a society to want to live here in our heads, in our minds, and believe that our thoughts and mental realities are uh the truth. Um the issue is they're kind of not. truth is right here and it's in our hearts and it's in our bodies and it's in the present moment when we are truly present no longer thinking about the past and projecting to the future and we're here right now we are in the magic spot and uh that is where i am choosing to live that's a that's not a place where i'm like i'm evan i'm a musician and i gotta do this is my mission this is a place of Wow, look how beautiful this reality is that we have built together. Life is truly a blessing to just to be alive. Just to be alive with no no blessings on top of that is already a blessing. And that's that's, you know, that's the base, that's the base of your gratitude is you exist. You can experience reality. Any you get to experience anything at all. You get to have a conversation with another brother, even on top of that, like, wow, Jake, we're brand new friends. The connection, the psychic cosmic connection that we've had from the second we started talking, which was just a few weeks ago. It's in, it's, it's wild, man. And this, and so gratitude really is, uh, such a powerful tool for us entering into our heart space and entering into the present moment and experience the beauty of the world as as it is meant to be experienced, as we are all going to be able to experience more and more as we collectively walk each other home to um the reality of paradise on earth, my man. Yes, it is coming. There is a
0: process, though. There is action that does need to be taken. Of course, personal development, you only have control over yourself, so you you have to develop yourself as much as you possibly can. But there is kind of this role of activism, which is what you're doing with your music and your podcast and what I'm doing. It's getting the message out there because in order for the frequency to shift, all the little frequency projectors, the human beings need to get access to certain types of information in order to make that choice, to make that change.
1: Sure. Um, I agree with that 100% wholeheartedly. Um, I do feel that describing it in the sense that we have to take action in order to create the new world. So, I, I I wouldn't say it that way. The, although that's true, I feel that that imbues a sense of urgency and a need to act at, at, uh, um, in a person that can put anxiety and stress in our mind. I choose to feel that when we align with our highest excitement and we love ourselves and we choose to be ourselves and make the, the, uh, the best possible choice in every moment for what feels freaking amazing that that leads us right down the path of action because I yes. live my whole life. Yes. I, I live my whole life in, in, in the mindset of like, I got to do this. And I had a lot of anxiety. I had, I had issue living in, in the moment and being uh, present. I had issues with, um, you know, suppressing, kind of suppressing my own um, not giving myself enough space to be, and what I have found this is it's a paradox because I believe that the way that we get the most work done is by no longer worrying about getting the most work done. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: totally. Because then you're like you're said in that now space, you're in that infinite you're in causal. Flow. You're you're literally in the flow, and then that projects out into the universe, and then the universe harmonizes with you, and mm. it's and all of us collectively, and we be, we become that higher octave.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, the ability that you have to really uh, bring about change in the world and in people is multiplied dramatically. Oh, wow. You are in your power and you are present and you are confident and you are loving and uh, you're in the flow.
0: Yeah. And And, what I've learned from all of the. Teachers that I've studied and various people I've interacted with is that it is our destiny. Like we are, the new earth is here and our understanding of it will expand and we'll all get there collectively. Like there is no dystopian doom and gloom scenario. That fear, that energy is like you said, to create anxiety in people to keep them closed off from the information that's coming from these higher places. What do you think about that?
1: I think it's real. Uh, I I just I don't pay any mind to it because I don't care (laughs) (laughs) because I'm having to I'm just having too good of a time, you know, and uh, that is complete and utter freedom.
0: Yeah, I just hear it from spiritual people occasionally, not everyone, but some people they are still locked in that doom and gloom potential reality as, sure. if, as if the divine, which is all love, would actually create a situation for it to go to some dystopian hell. It just doesn't even make sense logically. But then just the whole potential of that is, well, just knock my mic down there.
1: The whole potential <laughs> of that is just not even possible. It's not possible from the sense that someone's going to inflict it on us. But I do, it, do believe it is possible from the sense that we create our own hell we create our own dystopian uh, reality through perspective um and you know i do believe there are forces that are uh, motivated to keep us suppressed um but you know they are grasping for straws right now man because their time is up and they know it and they're loot. i mean Uh, they're losing control of the people because, um, the now earth is here and, uh, you know, they're, they're trying Babylon, Babylon's pulling out the big guns, try to make it happen, but they don't stand a chance, bro. (laughs) Not with me, not with me at least not with my family, not with my loved ones, not with my reality, not with my, um, uh, my, my world. It's a no for me, dog.
0: Yeah. And I've heard from other guests that, Essentially, they're just like biting as many people on the way out that they can, you know, and yes. it's just like a chess board where the chess piece you're on the last piece and you move here, you move here, but it's closing in, it's closing in and Then eventually there's going to be nowhere left for them to move. Yeah. And also, I mean, everything's made out of God at the end of the yeah. day, it's all made out of God, the good, the bad, the ugly, it's yeah. all made out of God so why are they trying to rebel against something that they're made out of? Eventually they're going to have to reharmonize with love as the energy beings that they are.
1: Sure. You know, I say it a lot. It's all good. Cause it's all God, oh. <laughs> and, you know, they will eventually realize that. Why are they doing it? Because they, because, because they're, they have um, separation of self. They don't understand. And there's really what they're fighting against is themselves. And that deserves compassion and understanding. Um, we've all been there. I mean, honestly, we're all already there. All the only thing in our way of anything is always ourselves. And really it's a choice. It is a conscious choice. You can choose to th- see things as falling apart, or you can choose to see them as falling into place. Which uh, one sounds better.
0: I like falling into place. Holy cow. I that's like an amazing that Wow. Well, that's just a mind blowing perspective. Yes. They're falling into place. So let me back you up a little bit and let's talk about your band for just a second. When did it fall into place for you musically? When did you really feel like this was a band that Indubious was like figuring something out? You had your own sound and, and it was coming together in a professional way.
1: That's a great question. I mean, we've been a band for a long time. Um, You know, we formed back when we lived in California when we were young. You know, it was two thousand five ish, long time ago. Yeah, I remember. And um, it was really when we moved to Oregon that started falling into place for us. Um, I kind, you know, I don't know what it was. Actually, no, I can I can pinpoint it to an exact time. Okay, Um, it was our first festival that we ever played was. I don't know if you know this festival, it's called uh Cougar mountain. Right I was actually
0: the- there that year.
1: The th- year that we played. Yes, that's right. I saw you there. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. It's getting, it's getting cosmic. It started cosmic. I, I expected <laughs> to be cosmic. <laughs> so, um, I happened to take LSD that night. We played. No, I took LSD and, um, my brother took LSD too. Wow. I had an experience brother and I, talked to spirit and it, it showed me some things and, um, it was a full moon that night. And, um, I I believe this was in
0: 2007. Sorry to cut in there. I just want to uh, tell the audiences, I believe was in seven, seven Oh seven.
1: Yeah. It sounds close to there. I would have guessed 2008. So it's not too far off. So yeah, it's very, very, uh, recent, very close to that date. Um, And so I ended up getting some serious, um, kind of spiritual downloads about reality and the nature of reality and, and, um, manifestation. And, um, I ended up going to my brother the next day, we kind of had a separate trip and telling him the things that I had to download. And he said, I had all the exact same downloads. So we kind of had a shared, um, hallucination, if you will.
0: Well, just, you connected in the frequency sense,
1: something, yeah, it's like, it's almost like Wi-Fi.
0: It's like, you know, you're broadcasting frequency. your brother was, you were on the same frequency, like kind of like we are, we're similar frequency yeah. people. And then boom, you connected ethereally.
1: You picked up the same download and um, really that download for me, the way to summarize it was, it's not what you are trying to get out of your music. It's what you are giving and you are, you already, you're already doing it. You're already doing it. So enjoy it. That was a huge energy shift for me. And it was really as after that, it was like, boom, it was like a switch turned. And now there was just people at our shows for the first time people were coming to our shows. Cause you know, it's like being a starting band. You're playing to bars with five people, man. Right, it, right, exactly. And so from then on in Southern Oregon, it was like all of a sudden everyone knew about us and came to our shows. And it was just this gradual evolution of becoming um, what we always wanted to be, which was loved and celebrated.
0: But you've crossed other bridges since then. I mean, that was your first kind of like threshold crossing of we are a band sure. that's doing a service. We have fans. But then there were bigger moments, too. I mean, your Facebook page has over 3000 followers, which is huge for a group page. And there's just so much out there with you guys. Like, what were some other key factors yeah. of development?
1: You're talking about the Facebook group page. Yeah, the Facebook group okay. page. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well... I mean, as a band, you know, it's easier to talk in terms of my life because then, so I moved to Oregon and we had that kind of explosion of success and we ended up getting management. Um, Chris Decker, who was responsible for starting earth dance festival, became our manager. And you know, Chris Decker,
0: we love Chris. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah, I love that guy. He's such a good guy. He's a cosmic dude. He kind of Discovered us and picked us up and put, in, put us on his festival. And then the following year, all the other festivals wanted us. You know, we were playing at Oregon Country Fair, we were playing at Northwest World Reggae Festival, playing at Reggae on the River, we we're playing ah. at all the places I've always dreamed of. I was like, uh, just absolutely stoked. Um, but that's coincided with the declining of my health and I was on oxygen. And I was experiencing lung failure and I had to submit myself to get a lung transplant. I got, I received a double lung transplant in 2011 and everything just came to a stop for us.
0: Wow. So did you know that you had that diagnosis early on in life? And then they, like we talked about in the bio, you had this set amount of time or was it something you discovered later? And then by 2011, it was like, oh shit, like this is actually happening.
1: Well, it's, it's connected with the cystic fibrosis, with the disease I was born with. Okay. And, um, but it was a, a gradual acceptance that I was dying because I was always like, uh, my feeling was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to be healed. And I know it, I know that I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to be healed. And so I was very resistant to the fact that I had to do something medically, but it turns out the transplant was the way in which I got healed <laughs> that I was resisting, you know, and so it just goes to show you, um, you know, uh, what we what we resist persists is, is what I like to say. Wow. And um, Jesus, and you like that one?
0: Yeah, it's amazing. And also just thinking about a double lung transplant. I mean, that must have been an intense operation. I mean, you're a human being, your physical vessels being like opened up and you're human
1: being in quotations. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like yeah, the body part, like opening up and then you're just like the, you know, it must've been incredible to think about because you had to kind of detach from the vehicle, be like my, my car is being serviced. My vehicle is being worked on my living vehicle and, and it's mind blowing. That must've been intense.
1: I was, I was remarkably calm and okay with it. You know, people around me were freaking at my mom and, you know, sure. was crying. And I was like, guys, all right, let's think about this. Let's think about this uh, reasonably for a second. Okay. I'm going to get a transplant. So either a, I'm going to go to sleep and not wake back up, which is mean I'm not going to have to live in this body, which sucks. I'm suffering and I don't like it or is <laughs> which is way more likely I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be able to breathe. So these are two realities I'm totally okay with. Let's just, let's do it. And everyone chill out, you know, and then (laughs) you woke up,
0: thank God you're breathing and, and it worked out.
1: I mean, yeah, I know it worked out very well. Um, The experience itself was uh, uh, an absolute trip. You know, it was very spiritual. I remember coming to, and just being so confused because they, they give you a lot of drugs through that experience. And you're, you know, essentially an induced coma for two days is a over 24 hour operation or something like that. It was like, maybe it was like 20 hour operation. Um, and then, so I come to, and like, I'm this kind of spiritual star seed guy talking to all these, uh, medical doctors and nurses and just downloading hardcore, you know, my, um, in my perspective of reality on them and making, I made some incredible friends and changed some people's lives through that experience for sure.
0: So you're saying that while you were induced, you remember interacting with some of these beings from other dimensions?
1: No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that after I was induced, oh, um, after I had woken up that I was the being from another dimension <laughs> wow. and I was, I was downloading to these people, my oh. reality, my beliefs and my perspectives.
0: So, let's talk about the starseed perspective because this is something we've had guests on focusing on that. But was this something new because of that operation that that it kind of all coalesced after you came back that you no. had this deeper understanding or is this something that you've been attached to for a while?
1: Um this is I mean, I I feel like in the grand scheme of things, so I, what I don't want to do is um trivialize the reality of starseed because I do believe it's v- it's, it's real. And it's very real for some people. Some people are, some people are, um, you know, it's, that's their whole, their whole life is that reality. I do believe I am that, but I don't, my emphasis on that is small because I believe that so many of us are that I believe that we live in a reality where we are surrounded by aliens that are incarnated into soul. I mean, I guarantee you are bro. Come on. Yeah, I
0: feel the same way about you. It's like your 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 aura is like mind blowing and, and then just the light from your eyes. It's very intense.
1: You know, so everyone's everyone's focused like I want aliens to come to earth. <laughs> you know? And I want the I want the government to reveal so we can talk to aliens like bro, you're talking to aliens all day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You are in, you're in the middle of it, you know? And so for me, it's kind of like, yeah, what's new. Yeah. We're, we come, we come from other places. Some of us, um, have spent a majority of our lives on earth. And, you know, at that point, I guess we wouldn't be considered a star seed, but it doesn't mean that we haven't had, um, incarnations on other, uh, dimensions or realities or, Space time, whatever's, um, but I think that a lot of us, I mean, at least in my in my world, what I, the the freaks and geeks that I roll with are some star seed. Mother cluckers, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, it's
0: a frequency. I mean, you attract into your life what is on the same frequency as you, and 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 it's just science. Einstein talks about that, um, and that's what you're pulling into your life. But it seems like as we shift into this new Earth, as some people say, the age of Aquarius, these different things are happening the star seeds are finding each other and noticing each other and being aware of each other at a greater rate. It seems like I've connected with more people personally, as I've come into this understanding, we're connecting. I I absolutely love your vibe and everything about your band and everything. And so we're connecting and it must be happening everywhere. I mean, we're just this little pocket. I'm in Portland, Oregon, you know, you're, you're in Bend right now. And it's like, We're connecting here in our little pocket of the world. But if you think about the whole planet, I mean, it must be happening exponentially, like in in a crazy way.
1: Yeah, I I think it is. I think that we are the microcosm of the macrocosm, so to speak, you know. Right. Um, And, you know what else is there really than our little universe? I mean, you know, we live in, we live in an expanded reality. We have the ability to have, you know, global information at our fingertips, but the reality is what is important in your reality, you are experiencing it. It is your immediate family and friends and your community. And not even, we don't even have to go that far. You could just say, it's really your relationship with yourself. It's your relationship with yourself and the never ending expansion of that. I mean, what else really is there? We're, it's all just relationship with self. We're all connected to the same source. We're all, we're all uh, filaments of God. And so we're all just God experiencing itself. You know, I always say there's only one relationship and that's your relationship with yourself. When your relationship with yourself is clean and pure, and loving, unfiltered, and present. That's how your relationships with people outside of you become.
0: Yes. And you know, when you're beating yourself up, when you're judging yourself at every turn, when you're thinking you're not where you're supposed to be and all these terrible things that some people think out there, then that's, what's going to surround you. That's, what's going to come into your life. And then it's just going to exacerbate that a little bit more.
1: It is. Yeah. Um, that's a true statement, my friend.
0: But you put out the high vibes with your music. This is something <laughs> incredible. You're helping people harmonize with that higher frequency. When I listen to your music with Indubious, that's what I feel. I feel this higher frequency information and then my vibration kicks up and I'm listening because I love it so much. I'm listening to it and it's just like resonating with me and it's helping me, like I said, healing me. So what What made you choose reggae though? Like of all the different genres that are out there i mean you could have been sure. an incredible jam band there's all these different things you could have chosen but w- what was it about reggae where you were like we're gonna be a reggae band like what was the, the, well, the decision really,
1: you know I, I mentioned this early on in the podcast it's like just kind of following what feels right i think that i mean it doesn't, it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that no, no you know, no, you know no. i I just always love the music and so kind of open my mouth and sing. And I can't, you know, kind of the music that I've heard is kind of what comes out. And I think that genre is uh, way far secondary behind um, intention and energy. You know, we could be a country band and we could be, (laughs) we could be bringing through the same we could bring it could be you know we could be folk music we could be doing electronica um you know we could be you know uh, some kind of a rock band and be bringing through the same uh themes and energy and uplifting uh realities but i happen to believe i just happen to prefer reggae i i believe that it is uh the king's music and um not just the king's music, as like in King Selassie, but as the king, as in the king within. Um, you know, it 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 uh, was born. Reggae music was born from um, uh, hardship. Yes, in, in an enslaved people. And it was, um, you know, not not to say that I don't have my white privilege that I have, but um, we're all uh, can be, you know, feel enslaved. At some point, I felt enslaved by my physical condition, um, by my physical reality. And uh, reggae music for me was my ability to connect with a higher source, my higher self or, you know, God energy, source energy to um, really show me uh the the true the true me beyond my physical reality beyond my um physical limitations my limitless infinite uh god self multidimensional
0: wow that's really powerful i mean it uh it is the music of an enslaved people that strove for freedom and they created this source-based music. You think about the Naya Binghi heartbeat, which is a part of so much reggae music. It's really just the music of the universe, the true cosmic frequencies. And of course there's different styles of reggae uh, and, and the evolution of the genre itself is, has its own story, but it was really the roots reggae when the Jamaican people started using cannabis and creating this music. And then the Rastafarian movement happened. It really, Allowed these higher frequencies, this music to be channeled through these incredible reggae musicians of the sixties and seventies and eighties, because they were turning off their monkey mind, you could say with cannabis and really just creating in the moment.
1: Yeah. Turning off the monkey mind. I can, I can definitely relate with that. (laughs) It's an (laughs) everyday endeavor for me, bro.
0: Well, you know, if we can do that collectively, that's when we're conscious, that's when our consciousness is coming from source and how, yeah. where we draw our you from? I mean, the body, the vehicle that we have, this beautiful human body does have a purpose. You couldn't play music without it, but, sure. uh, you know, it's can't run the show. It really just can't run the show.
1: I'm, I'm so, I'm so, so subscribing to that, um, reality these days. Um, I've just had, I've had some powerful spiritual, uh, downloads and, uh, connections and, and, um, receive a lot of information that is showing me to turn off the mind. You got to turn off the mind
0: and be that bigger thing.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and really be yourself, be yourself, which is a huge thing, which, you know, we're so beloved, and beautiful and uh, uh vast human beings we're we're worthy of so much of our own love and appreciation and the only thing in the way is our mind man our self judgments our comparisons yes comparing ourselves to others uh you know treating life like a competition feeling like we're going to finally love ourselves. Once we do the work and heal, guess what? The healing journey from that perspective will never end. You're already perfect. You're already, you're all good. Cause you're all God. We all are. Just like I said before, you're already there. And this is another paradox for you. The second we stop thinking that we're um, somehow damaged and have all this trauma and all these issues, issues that need to be fixed. The second we stop beating ourselves up like that, we become freed and those things naturally end up figuring themselves out. Expansion is the only consistent reality, man. We are going to expand and grow and learn so much stuff. And even when it feels like we're going backwards, we're still going forwards because the steps backward are what catapult us forward. We have to have it. We have to have the contrast. We have to have the hard shit.
0: Yeah, it is a motivating force. Like you said, it's like pulling a rubber band back, and then you let yeah. it fly.
1: Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's like you know he's hit rock bottom. Well, it's good <laughs> to hit rock bottom because when you hit the rock bottom, there's you only got way- <laughs> to yourself off of. You can launch forward.
0: Yes. It, you know, we know that life is for expansion and fuller expression. It's never for attraction because the universe is always expanding. I mean, look at the universe. It's expanding. That is the harmonic natural base law of the universe is expansion. So as like you said, the moment you let go of things that are constricting you and you allow yourself to grow, then the whole universe is backing you up. You have the full force of sorts and universe just behind you, propelling
1: you. And we always do, yes. And you know the thing—the resistance that we need to let go to move forward—is our own limiting, self-limiting beliefs and thinking that we're not moving forward, or we have to. <laughs> move. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's, it, it, it's another paradox. It's like the second that we stop beating ourselves up and going, "You got to do this," and "You got to be the greatest," and "You got to," you know, and then we just be. It's like we're now really in the state to grow. That's it. Yeah. Well, what about these people that
0: think humanity is a virus? I hear this from people. I, it kills me, but I, I hear people, oh, we're a virus on the planet. We're, we're this and that. How could people possibly think that? But some people do. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean, uh, what, what if we are? I don't have any issue being a virus. I. <laughs> and, I mean,
0: you're saying as long as we're in some sort of like a symbiotic nurturing relationship with our planet?
1: Um, I think that we have the ability to be either. Okay. I'm not, you know, I'm not personally offended by someone thinking that. And I, and I can understand their perspective and I have compassion for the, um, from their perspective. I don't, um, it doesn't trigger me because if I found out somehow that I was a virus, I would still love myself and I would still be grateful to exist I would still feel the beauty and expansion and growth and connectedness to what I come from, to God, and be grateful for the ability to, um, you know, be living on this beautiful host.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what a beautiful planet we have. And I want to talk about some of the things that you've learned recently. A big part of your life, just uh, I would say within the last year or two, if I'm reading it correctly, is your exposure to Iboga and the journeys you've had there. Can you tell me about that? Tell me the story of
1: this. It walked in the room and it just exposed itself to me, man. And (laughs) I've been traumatized ever since. Oh my God. I don't know you that well. (laughs) Why are you wearing just a robe, Avoga?
0: Oh my God. But tell (laughs) me, so you, your brother, as some of your fans know, many of your fans know, traveled to Africa recently and was, uh, trained to be a Iboga shaman. Is that correct? Yeah,
1: he did, a, he did a, um, a crowd. He actually crowdfunded his trip to Africa and raised oh, wow. like $25,000.
0: So the fans helped pay for it. Thank you. Indubians. Yeah. Oh my it's God.
1: Wild. You know, he was so nervous to do that. Um, because I mean, for obvious reasons, you put yourself out there that way, like just s- to somehow expect that you're going to be ra- be able to raise that kind of money from um, you know, the goodwill of others and the outpouring of love for him was it was incredible, and um, he went and did it. So leading up to that, he um, my brother has had um, opioid addiction. Oh no! Uh, and then you know, and then he ended up um, finding kratom.
0: Oh, Christ. Is that good oh. or bad? Because I haven't tried it yet. I'm, I'm a little scared. Well, because... You'll
1: hear the story. So okay. I'll continue on and you can derive your <laughs> own from it. Um. So he discovered Kratom, which um, is a great substitute for opiates. Um, someone who's an opiate addict can switch from taking Vicodin or whatever and move to Kratom, which is a plant. So um, it's a lot better for you physically. However, my brother described it as... Um, the amount that he was addicted to opiates, he was 10 times more addicted to Kratom. It ruined his relationship. Um, and it was ruining his life and he was desperate, desperate to find relief from it. Very, it was a very bad cycle for him and it was hard to watch him suffering.
0: Yeah. I've Uh, never heard good things about Kratom to be completely honest. I didn't want to say anything at first, but everyone I've ever known has taken it, has become instantly addicted to it. And I've, that's not my thing at all. I've never had problems with opiates in my life, but I just don't want to do anything that makes people instantly addicted like that. And it seems to be everywhere. It's totally legal in America where it is legal in other other countries, but yeah, yeah, it has that property.
1: Everyone that I know that does them, they do it every single day, and they do not stop. Um, according to my brother, it, it does have a spirit, and this spirit is incredibly, incredibly vicious and holds and and, and holds on to you. Damn. And so he was des- he was desperate to become free from that, and he tried everything, you know, um, and he uh, eventually ended up um, hearing about a boga. And so here's a crazy thing about a Boga is um, Ibogaine, which is the um, derived uh, psychoactive chemical from a Boga has the ability. You could be a full on heroin addict and go and do a Boga or Ibogaine. And the next day, not have any withdrawals. It Holy wipes. God, wow. It's wild brother. And so it wipes your opioid receptors clean. Um, a lot of people actually end up dying because they go and they do a Boga and it wipes their opioid receptors clean. And then they, do uh like heroin again and they do the same amount and now but now they're sensitive to it and they overdose just like that. Boom. Holy shit. That's something to be careful about. Um but this stuff, let me tell you, I mean we're talking about aliens, we're talking about all sorts of of you know out there stuff. There's nothing more um alien or <laughs> almost fantasy like um, that I've experienced in real reality than a boga medicine itself. Um, so like I said, how this has the ability to, um, treat addicts at an alarmingly successful rate compared to traditional, um, drug therapy in the United States, which is dismal that it's like maybe 10% of people have a benefit from that. Whereas in, um, Aboga, it's far, far, far more than, I think it's like 80% or something. Wow. So
0: he was wiped clean. He came back not addicted anymore.
1: He came, and, not, only, not only did he come back not addicted, but Aboga is a spirit. I mean, well, so there's Aboga the plant, right? Okay. The plant is a doorway to the spirit.
0: Right. Just like many um, psychoactive plants are.
1: It, yes. And, and this spirit is ancient wise beyond what we it is intelligent beyond what our human minds can fathom it's it's a higher dimensional being wow and it is so it is deeply loving and compassionate and uh silly and playful and just absolutely freaking hilarious bro (laughs) it knows what you think is funny And it knows how to make you laugh like nothing (laughs) ever has in your entire life. This thing is brilliant, brother. And I'm telling you, the second you get to know this thing and it starts talking to you. um, I mean, it changed. It changed my life forever to know that this thing was there. And what I learned and what I learned through my experience with um, Aboga. So I'm kind of jumping all over the place. No, no, it's
0: fine. So he came back, though, and he was fired up about it and and got you to try
1: it. Thank you. So he went and he, he, he put down the substances from the aboga.
0: Thank you. God.
1: Not only did he do that, he got activated on his life path on his true life mission. And it was shown to him that he was meant to work with the medicine. The medicine sits you down and shows you your destiny. Holy shows you a movie of your reality. It shows you the ways in which you treat yourself. Um, it shows you the shadow aspects of yourself that you neglect and it shows you your true self. It shows you how truly beautiful and loving and amazing and perfect that you are as you are right now, how you have always been your whole life. And it allows you to shed your own, um, self defeating tendencies and 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 start to love yourself you know this all sounds complicated and intricate but it's really this the simplest thing in the universe bro it's learning how to love yourself and we hear it all the time oh self-love that's important self-care it's become a meme you know but it's like no this it it, everything only thing standing in between you and the reality exact dream reality you want to experience is self-love accepting yourself because not only does it change your reality right there, it changes your reality from it. can change your reality from hell to heaven because you get to escape the bullshit thoughts in your head that are lying to you and telling you that you're not this or that, but it puts you in the reality where you're making the choices that are aligning you with your highest path. And guess what choice? Those choices are easy because those choices are just choosing what feels best for you. If you really truly loved yourself, like you loved your first born child, you would make the choices that sounded good.
0: And these are all the things that you've gained from your Iboga experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your brother, did he set up like a, a session with you or did you, once you figured this out from your brother, decide to go down to where he had his treatment? How did that manifest?
1: So he went and did the treatment. Um, I appreciate you being here to wrangle in my thoughts. It's real. No, it's very no, good. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so he went down, then he went down and did his, he came back just absolutely activated and in, in love with life. And on his new path, he's going to say, okay, I got I, the medicine showed me that I'm going to be a provider. So I guess I got to fucking do it. He was scared, but he did it. He went, and learned um in Africa he studied with uh, Magenda Makala, which is the 10th generation um uh aboga shaman from the Bwiti tribe in Africa my brother is now a member of the tribe he's wow. a um he's um uh, a, a provider and so um after he had come back um i witnessed really what i witnessed is my brother turn from a boy into a man
0: Dang, just like a huge development, development
1: growth. Insane. And it was actually so much that I thought maybe he was going crazy. Like at first, I didn't get it. I was like, something's up with my brother. He's making weird decisions because he came back and he was like, "Boom, I'm getting married." Oh, okay. Boom, I'm getting a dog. Okay. Boom, I'm starting my own business. I'm gonna buy uh, this. I'm buying. I'm renting this big house, which is like more money than he's ever paid. Because my, you know, leading up to this, my brother has a bad track record. Let's just be honest. (laughs) He's made some bad decisions. Hey, we
0: all have. Come on, we're humans. Totally, totally.
1: (laughs) And you know, I've you know, and I'm two and a half years younger than him, but I've always like the older brother because i was always kind of like trying to kind of reel him in okay yeah but then he came back and something's different something was different with him and like i said i didn't really totally trust it because i was kind of still in my mind and i still had kind of more uh uh doubts and just concern of wanting him to be okay like bro you're getting married really you know <laughs> are you sure you know but then i ended up um having my uh uh, um, a Boga experience because okay. I was just at a point in my life where I really, really wanted to have what my brother had. I was like, dude, you seem so, he just seems so fucking happy, man. It's so happy and so connected and so present. And I was like, whatever it is you're, you're doing, I want something. <laughs> right. And so I went into that experience and it not only met all my expectations, but it exceeded them in a way that, I would not be able to describe to you. It was, it's the feeling of connecting with your soul, really truly connecting with your soul of your truth of your reality, your present, your past, your future, see it all. It shows you your destiny and um, it allows you to release traumas that have caused issues for, I mean, I can, Sure. Most every human being has this reality. We have traumas that cause issues for us our entire life. And really it's like, it sounds like this, uh, incredibly complicated thing. It's the simplest thing ever.
0: So did you go to Africa or did you go to a different, like a treatment center?
1: I did it with my brother. He's a, he's a provider.
0: So. Oh, so he, here in Oregon. Yeah. Oh, just yourselves like you and your brother.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is, that's mind blowing. Yeah, man. And it, you know, I have had my entire life things. I, I never had really act, true access to this, but the bogus showed me and I've had my entire life. I've had, and uh, the, anyone listening can identify with this is that I've had things that I've judged myself for and not forgiven myself for and f- fears of my worthiness and just feelings like maybe I'm not good. Maybe I'm bad. Maybe I'm evil. Maybe I'm unworthy and really truly having that embodied, carrying that in, in my body, my entire life, my entire life, <clears throat> but it's locked away. These are shadow. This is, this is shadow, shadow stuff. You lock it, you put it in the closet and you lock it. because You don't want to see it because you're scared. I've carried that with my, with me, my entire life, always felt a little bit unworthy, always kind of wanted everyone to like me to prove to myself that I was somehow worthy of love Realize I was, I was reaching for that through my music. I wanted to, I wanted um, to go play shows and have thousands of people tell me how amazing I am in order to feel better. Oh yeah, it totally works for a little while, but then you need it over and over and over again. And a Boga showed me those things that I was scared of let him out of the closet. And I laughed at how silly I was for feeling that way. Cause it showed me w- how good that I am. It showed me that it was all perfect. It showed me there's no issue with anything I've ever done, that everything has leaded me right to this moment right here. And that now I get to love myself. It said you have spent 37, 38 at this, at this point it was 37 years old. It said you have spent 37 years of your life learning to live in dubiously And now you get to live in dubiously.
0: Oh my God. That's so beautiful. So the experience itself, you talked about taking LSD, uh, at Cougar mountain. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've tried other substances, maybe MDMA or MDA DMT, things like that. How would you say it compares to those, uh, spiritually? Is it similar to ayahuasca? Have you ever tried ayahuasca? I
1: haven't tried ayahuasca. I haven't either. But I would say that of the ones that you listed, I would say that ayahuasca seems to have the most um, spiritual benefit for people, right? I mean, let's, we're leaving iboga out of this, sure. you know, people who do ayahuasca, a lot of them dedicate their lives to that kind of medicine experience and change the trajectory of their lives through having gaining spiritual insight. And um, so I'm trying to find a way to describe to you yeah. the comparison. So, people who have done ayahuasca people ayahuasca is a drug where or, 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 let's not say drug ayahuasca is a medicine that people want to do a lot they go i'm going to peru i'm going to do ayahuasca for three months and they go and they have 40, <laughs> 40 ceremonies you hear about this all the time I you do, know these people yeah are.
0: yeah for sure
1: <laughs> people dedicate their lives to it um i have an entire life of healing <laughs> those people that come into a boga do a boga once and say i got more out of that than i've gotten out of my 57 ayahuasca retreats wow my brother had a um, a uh, someone that does ayahuasca retreats for a living come and do uh, a retreat, and uh, he called him. Absolutely had his mind absolutely blown, and called him at his next retreat and said, "Hey, I'm scared to take the medicine because I don't want this feeling to go away. So I think I'm just going to not take ayahuasca anymore." Holy
0: shit, that's huge for someone that was doing it professionally.
1: And so the direct answer, so I'm giving I'm giving you these examples so my direct answer doesn't sound no, uh, no, like rude or dismissive because no, the direct answer is how does it compare to those things? It doesn't. It's way better. Yeah. It, it's beyond like I used to th- love things like having an LSG trip or taking mushrooms. I still have respect for those. And I'm, it's not that I'm saying I'm never going to do mushrooms again in my life, but my interest for that has, has, it's like, I'm connected with my soul, bro. I don't need, I don't, <laughs> I don't need any of that. Cause I'm right in the pocket, but you know, there's, I mean, I don't want it to come off like I'm high and mighty and holy. No, no. I think that these substances,
0: sure. I think that these substances, the different ones that we've described that are beneficial, each teach you something. And it's kind of like a step-by-step experience that probably leads you to iboga because that would be in that higher threshold. I would, you know, like the person starting out with psychedelics, maybe they're lucky enough to have that experience. But for a lot of people, especially in Western culture, it's almost like, You know, you start with mushrooms, you know, maybe you smoke weed, you have a little psychoactive experience and then you work your way up to mushrooms, LSD, and then maybe you're taking DMT and then you're, you you know, you get enough understanding to perhaps have an ayahuasca session or maybe an aboga session. So how many sessions have you had at this
1: point personally? I've, I've had two two I've had, I've had one retreat which is two ret- which is you eat medicine twice and within one retreat okay and then i've had it and then i've had a separate single retreat which is only one time and so um you know i was telling you that uh the medicine said you have spent 37 of years of your life learning uh to become indubious and now you get to live in dubiously right right wow that's incredible that makes a lot of sense because you know you know, indubia. The word indubious means undoubtful. It, um, you know, no fear, no doubt, um, full trust, and that's really what the aboga is doing. It's trying to. It tries to get you. It doesn't try. It succeeds. It gets you to believe in yourself, to trust, to throw away, to throw away your doubt. And that's part of the whole Bwiti tribal teaching is 99.99999%. That's not 100%. That's it's either on or off. So you can be 99.999% anything. You're not all the way it you're either 100 or you're off. If you're going to do something, you just, you do it 100% and you're doing it. It's part of the whole teaching. It's what a Boga wants you to get to. It wants you to get you to believe in yourself, to know what you already know. You already know it. You always have known it and you get it and you get it and check this out. You believe in yourself so much and it gives you so much of the shedding of the fear and doubt crap that holds you down that now my intuition, my ability to know things before going to happen. Like when you called me that day and I knew you're going to call me. (laughs) It turned that on for me, bro, because I'm, <sighs> I'm trusting in me, trusting in myself. And so guess what? It shows me next. It's a, it shows me, boom, shows me the leaf man. You familiar with the indubious leaf man? Oh yes. Yes. Of course. God leaf. Yeah, that, yeah, that. yeah. 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 And it shows me instantly. So I received the psychic download Was it's telling me. Cause it's not talking in language. It's right. sent me blocks of thought. It says this leaf man, you've always wondered what that is. Guess what it is. It's a boga.
2: Whoa. It
1: always has been, bro. And it said we traveled 20 years back in time to deliver this image to you so you could maintain advertising consistency, is what it said. Which to me, it was that was a joke. It was being silly with me. Right. Because to me, that is hilarious And it yeah. said that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but there is that consistency there because now you've led up to that. The frequency of that, the image representing the frequency has always been a part of Induvius.
1: It has. And guess what? I've never known what it meant. Oh. People people always ask, what is the leaf man? I'm like, oh, he's just like our mascot, man. <laughs> At some point I came up with um something. I was like, oh, he's the guardian of the the 24 dimensions of sound because there's 24 leaves on him. And then it showed me what it is. I always knew I was gonna figure out what the leaf man was, and it showed me what it is. Uh. And so me and my my brother and I are you could call us star seeds or whatever this is our you know it was my belief this is our first life on earth and we have come here to facilitate in the uh sh- vibrational shift of frequencies and we work with um directly hand in hand with the aboga medicine
0: wow that's so powerful so when you say Star Seeds. Are you talking about the Pleiadian? Because I feel like that's the where most of these star sure, seeds are coming from, this Pleiadian cluster of hundreds of stars. I, I feel that personally, that resonates with me really hard, but it could be anywhere, like you're saying.
1: Um, I mean, I know where we come from. It's not, it's not Pleiades. It's, uh, it's called Epsilon Lyra. Is this oh, is the this?
0: Lyrans. Everybody, the Lyrans. Everybody tells me I'm a Lyran. I've heard that like at least four times now from various guests
1: look like one, man. <laughs> so do you, you
0: know, your eyes, it's really interesting. I find when I meet people that are powerful star seeds, there seems to be this light frequency emitting from their eyes. That's like, it's almost like, like a faster flicker rate. I, it's hard to even really describe it. But if you can imagine that it's, that's what I see f- from you. And that's what I see from people like you that are s- such high frequency people. They literally like vibrate differently in their eyes. It's, it's very noticeable.
1: So is Epsilon, uh, so Lyran's come from Epsilon Lyra? I, I'm i
0: assuming. So the Lyra, the Lyran, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm just I was going to say yeah. maybe. Yeah.
1: Stop, <laughs> it doesn't get much more interesting than this for me.
0: Well, I'll tell you this. As a spiritual person, I was very interested in reggae. And in reggae, you study these biblical concepts because Rastafarianism is kind of an offshoot in a way of Christianity. They use the Bible. They talk about the Bible. Haley Selassie, of course, was their Messiah figure, but they incorporate huge chunks of the Judeo-Christian Bible in their teachings. And there's always been this concept of the 144,000 people. They talk yeah. about it in the book of Revelation. These
1: there's a line in our um, in our song, One by One.
0: Yeah. And you know, the Abyssinians have a song about it as well in the reggae world, but other people have talked about this, that uh, it represents like 12,000 people from the 12 tribes of Israel, they say in in Revelation, but really what people say it represents is this higher frequency beings, these 144,000 souls. And if it's even an exact number or really just a symbol, I think that's still up for debate. I think it's more of a symbol, but really these people manifested here these 144,000 during this changing time to help facilitate the earth that we want, this new earth. And before I learned about the Pleiadian concept, I was very, very resonant with that 144,000 people concept, that that energy. But since then, I, I feel like I've scaled it up almost. And when you get that higher galactic universal understanding, you realize it's not just about earth and the guy in spirit. It's about the whole universe. And you know, we're coming here from, from these other places as potentially as 144,000 or even something else to help humanity evolve.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know what's happening, but I sure am having a good time.
0: I am too. And it's fun to do the work service. When you align your life with service, like you're doing with your incredible music, yeah. such a beautiful service it unlocks your life and then you have other development stages, but just getting in line with your service and doing it as mm-hmm. your life's mission is one of the most powerful things a person can
1: experience. Totally. And you know, I've, I've felt that my whole life. Um, I've had a shift in my relationship with it, you know, cause I've always been, well, my, it's my mission on this earth to do this job to help humans. And there's something there can be uh, something like martyrish about it. There's a there can be an energy where it's like you're sacrificing yourself in order to um, serve. And when you're sacrificing yourself, you ain't serving nobody, brother. Because you got to serve yourself first. first because yes. when you are in alignment and you are in your joy and in your power and living your dream. Bro, now you're going to change the world. They don't, people don't got a chance. (laughs) You know, I came back from my aboga thing. I was like, dude, Y'all are getting hooked up. Y'all don't got a chance anymore. You don't have a chance. I'm <laughs> not getting hooked up because you're living with me, baby. And we're going forward. You know, that's my whole energy. No, you. Sorry, you I
0: was just going to say it's all selfish. Personally, I, I just love humanity so much. I just want us to live together so I don't yeah. have to worry about people around the world anymore. It's completely selfish. I just don't want to worry anymore about my fellow humans uh, in various places that are suffering. I want everybody to have exactly what they need. I want the United totally, Earth, bro. all people people together loving each other. And I think what it really starts with Evan and tell me what you think about this before we play one of your incredible songs from your band. Sure. It's to unite the earth to truly unite humanity. We have to see ourselves as light beings first. That is our common bond. We have different ancestry, uh, we come from different places our physical body our skin's complexion it, it there's a whole bandwidth of that but the one thing that unites us is the fact that we are all light beings in physical bodies and if we can get to that understanding that's when we drop all the earth-based definitions and truly unite as one what do you think think about that
1: um i like the sentiment of that um you know, it feels a little bit. It feels a little bit goal oriented for me. <laughs> I love goals, <laughs> and that and that might be a personality trait. Um, I, I, I love the I love the sentiment of it. Um, I don't think that we got to do anything. I think that all we have to do is exist and love and love ourselves, and that it's all happening, bro. You know, for me, that that is. I mean it's it's paradoxical, right? Because not doing anything for me is sure is doing a lot. Cause I like to do a lot of shit cause I'm just having fun. Right. Um, I like the, I, I, I really enjoy the no expectations, no destination, um, vibration for myself. I, it's very conducive to uh, me living in a state of non-resistance and harmony and respecting myself because I tend to, um, you know, we have very, very similar, similar personality types, and I have been very goal oriented in my life. And what I have uh, found in doing um, a lot of personal uh, work is that a lot of that is is it's a kind of punishment. I punish myself.
0: Yes, I, I understand. Well what's that? I understand, you know, because you feel like you're not succeeding as much as you want. And then the expectation leads to
1: anxiety. Like you were saying it's a constant push.
0: Yeah. But then without that anxiety living in the now, like you were saying earlier, that releases you from that. It's just hard, you know, because like I said, it's, it's all selfish. I want a United earth. Damn it. I just want everybody to be happy and, and love each other. (laughs) And
1: so that's the thing is that, the only time that you're not doing, the only time you reduce reducing, re, introducing resistance is when you're saying, I really want this to happen. You're already, you're already there, bro. It's happening. <laughs> I'm telling you, you are, you're at the, you're on the forefront and you're bringing it together and you're doing it. You got nothing to worry about. You don't even have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't not do it if you wanted to, <laughs> you, you know, this is very deterministic viewpoint, but, I believe it. I believe for me, there's no way that I cannot fulfill my destiny. The only time that I'm like squeezing that off is when I go, I have to fulfill my destiny or else. Right. You're all, you're always doing it and you always will be. So sit back and enjoy the ride.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful advice. I totally agree. It's I'm learning so much from you right now. And I hope a lot of our audience is learning from our conversation as they will for years to come as this is pre recorded. But for people out there, we now have listeners in 137 countries. Every time that number goes up, it consistently goes up. I'm... I'm just blown away because my voice, our voices, the information is just getting out there the country, to people. It's it's mind-blowing. Um, so I do want to play some of Indubious's music. The band that Evan is in with his brother and Matthew T. Wells on drums, it's incredible. And maybe you've never heard it before, so I've been given permission to play this song from their most recent album. And it is called Love is a Bridge. And it's featuring the incredible Anthony B, which we also love. So we're gonna play this, and I want you to hear this. We're just gonna add a little music to this episode. So sit back and let's, uh, like Evan's saying, enjoy the musical ride. One
2: foot in each row, yeah, we see we are the bridge. Channel the love and the light. That's how we give light. So that's how we live. That's how we give life, so That's how we live life, so got yo, need to be as long as I thought he beat You are hearing me, we're gonna be a bummer, but my not be a be a break Love is a bridge, love is a bridge, love is a bridge, I beast up bridge, love is a bridge, love is a bridge, I beast that bridge Love is a bridge, love is a bridge, I beast up bridge Love is a bridge. Love is a Love is a
0: Of course, having Anthony V on the track is like the cherry on top, but man, the production is amazing on that. It's like, sounds incredible.
1: Thank you. I love your enthusiasm, bro. (laughs) Well,
0: it hits you super hard. There's something about the the cosmicness of it that you don't hear in traditional reggae bands and even dance hall. There's this cosmic feeling that you get from that. It's really powerful.
1: Well, I've, you know, my whole life I've felt... That we're ch- we channel something, you know, it's pretty dang obvious, you know, being, especially being me, people listen to our music and then ass- assume that I'm just like completely embodied, you know, spiritual master, based <laughs> on the, you know, based on the music. And I'm like, no, it doesn't really work that way. It's <laughs> almost like we're learning from the music as it's coming through. Wow. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're picking that up and it's, it's coming out of you, but you're also this human yeah. too. You're learning from it.
1: Totally. And it's been a lot of times where I've, um, uh, you know, recorded some song that feels kind of channeled and gone like, yeah, I, I don't really, not really 100% sure what this is about. And then a few years later in my life, something clicks and I'm like, Oh dang, that's what it was like the whole time. And so coming out of my aboga experience, I was able to go back through and listen, you know, piece together aspects of my musical catalog and have it make so much more sense. And, um, you know, I do believe that it's the aboga entity that we've been, um, channeling all along.
0: Wow. Because it's outside of time and space. I mean, we're in this linear time stream, but that spirit is outside of time and space and it was sending you that information. Like you said, you were channeling it as you're looking for inspiration, writing these lyrics, writing this music, you're pulling this stuff in and then it's coming from the spirit of the aboga. And then years later you can see it. That that's also huge too, because it's, it's, it's this powerful affirmation.
1: It it is. It's like, you know, it can, you know, some, you can have a spiritual experience or a psychedelic experience and have it give you tons of information and you can choose to believe it or not believe it. But when it gives you a piece of evidence from your past, Hey, remember this image that you chose? Look, that's the aboga plant. And so I get out of the, my trip and I'm like, all right, can I look at a aboga plant? Cause I want to see if it's the same. It's totally the same. It's 100% what it is. There's no, there's no, that's <laughs> there's super no intense. Up, man. it's
0: just really intense. Um, but I do want to tell people that that song that we listened to that's from their latest album, the bridge, there's a bridge remix album. That is uh, a more current release, but that's from the bridge. I want you to check that out. That's an incredible album, but Evan, we've had such a great conversation. I appreciate your time. This has been incredible. And, uh, for people that are listening now, Definitely check out the Living Indubiously podcast because I'm going to be a guest on his podcast and we're going to talk about some amazing things as well. Indubiousmusic.com, that is the place to start to find out about Indubious. There's sure. a tour coming up, there's shows in Washington, Montana, Colorado. uh, all the albums that they have are available on all the streaming platforms, including the bridge and the bridge remixed album and check out their Facebook group page. That is where the Indubian family is. You go there, there's over 3000 people that are very passionate about their love for this band. Like I am, and you can interact with them. I'm an Indubian. I'm on that page myself. Beautiful. And we do want to shout out the other band members. Your brother, of course, Spencer Burton and the amazing drummer Matthew Wells, who yeah. they were just you guys were all killing it on that on all your albums. But that album, oh my God, it's just so good. It seems like every album there's progression, just like with any artist, uh, their musicianship gets better, the music gets better. And it's just really it's really peaking right now.
1: Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> too, bro. Whoa, peaking hard over here. Yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I certainly, um, feel the evolution of the music, you know, it really started to evolve for us. Once we started doing all the production ourselves, um, you know, it, it, leading up to that, it wasn't quite as a focused energy. But I feel that through being able to kind of control all those aspects of it, um, you know, I do all the production, and so like building that skill, I can make it sound how I want it to sound, to get it to feel how I want it to feel, and it's yeah, really-
0: it's more personal. It's it, it, and what you're doing as your service as your Star Seed mission part of it, one layer as we were saying earlier, it's just that much more what you are. It's coming more directly from you because like I said, that production was amazing. It's, it might as well. I mean, you should be making millions of dollars as a music producer because that was like yes. beyond pro level. I, I, it was really incredible, but Evan, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time again, everybody check out him in dubious music.com. Let me actually just spell that really quick for people that maybe English isn't their first language. So it is I N D E you in dubious check that out and everyone incredible episode incredible episode i'm loving this conversation of course check me out on his podcast living in dubiously and evan please hold through the outro music and we'll talk a little bit more
1: love it super appreciate you having me bro really grateful thank you love evan you
0: Thank you. And we will see you all next week. Midnight on earth.